Welcome to the Mama's Redefined Success Podcast. My name is Danielle and I'll be your guide as we get real about finding your true north on this expedition of motherhood. Whether you're a new mama who just got in this path of discovery or you're already in the thick of the chaos and you'd give anything to find your way to a path, Either way, I've got you. I've gone down a lot of paths in life and motherhood from corporate executive workaholic to stressed out super mom who didn't know the word no to an anxious and depressed stay at home mom of two just trying to get through the day. And now I'm getting my footing as a mom and business owner. I'm here to share my journey in a raw way to hopefully help you so you don't feel alone as you navigate your paths. Here, we embrace where we are today, but we don't stay there. So get ready to laugh, learn, possibly cry, and definitely grow as you journey to redefine what success means to you so you can thrive in who you're meant to be. Let's go. Welcome back, mamas, or welcome to any new mamas we may have listening today, you guys. I know that I promised you Tamara Andrus this week, um, but I have a change of direction, and there's a couple of reasons. And um, one is because of what I have been... um, avoiding what I have been uh, learning, what I have been trying to do for myself, but yet not do for myself. You guys, I know I'm being very cryptic, but I am really hard on myself. I am my own worst critic. I am um, go, go, go all of the time. I, you know, don't take time for myself. Like I teach jazzercise, right? And so I even turned my workouts into something that I have to do, right? Like I am, I don't know, a chronic, um, what do you call, I used to be called a workaholic when I was, you know, working full time before I had children, I would definitely have been called a workaholic. And I thought, I honestly believed that I had changed that and I was taking time for myself. And I do try, like I have a morning routine. I was really good about it for a long time, but then I got out of it, right? And I wasn't doing it the way that I had intended it. And I would... um not wake up as early and I would hit the snooze button, which I have recently learned is really bad for your body. It's really bad for your brain. When you hit the snooze button and you go back to sleep, I used to be forever ago, a chronic snooze button person where I would hit snooze, snooze, snooze. And I knew I like prepared myself to hit snooze. Um, I knew I was going to hit snooze so many times, but evidently it is like scientifically proven that it messes with your brain and that for four hours, your brain is affected by you hitting the snooze button. It's different than when you wake up, you know, um, and you are, you're at the end of a sleep cycle, but if you're awoken by your alarm and then you go back to sleep, I guess it tricks your brain into thinking and then you wake yourself back up and it's it's a very bad for your brain, okay? So I don't know the science. I believe I heard Mel Robbins talking about this. I know she always does all the research and I believe what she says. So anyway, what I am coming to you guys with this week is about slowing down. 
and about tuning into your body and about taking care of yourself. And I need this lesson as much as anyone. And I've decided to move Tamara's um, interview to next week and to do this this week. And there's multiple reasons. So one, I went to Florida last week, right? I was in Florida um, for a work gathering, but also a friend gathering. Like I went a day early to spend some time with friends that I absolutely love seeing. We had a blast. If you follow me on social media, you saw all of our shenanigans, you guys. Um, it was an amazing trip, right? But we got home on Sunday and on Monday, uh, we were kind of having a slow start to the morning and I got a text that said that one of the girls thought she had COVID. She was getting a COVID test. Um, she wound up having COVID and then it started rolling in. Like um, I tested for COVID, I have COVID. Um, but you guys, all of this to say that our bodies tell us something like so you know, we have to listen and tune into our bodies and we need to take time for ourselves. We need to take care of ourselves. I fully believe that I got COVID because I have not been taking care of myself. I fully believe that. Like, I believe that if I had been taking care of myself, which I try, you know, I drink my shine. I don't drink coffee. I drink my collagen. I get my protein. Like I work out, um, but I am terrible about getting good sleep. I don't get good sleep. And especially this past weekend, I did not get good sleep. And leading up to the trip, because of everything I was trying to fit in, I did not get good sleep. And so it's this chain reaction that happens when I don't get good sleep, then I hit the snooze button. I don't get up early enough to do my morning routine. And I had gotten out of this. Like I had started the year off well, you guys, last week I talked about, you know, um, persistence is key, right? And I am my own study this week, you guys. I am taking what I know to be true and I need to get back to it. And so I thought I would share this with you. Um, I'm starting out. I'm already kind of in, but I'm going to go ahead and do my first quote um, I don't know who this is from. Natalie Schulte is who quoted it here. I'm not sure. But anyway, basically, it is the way you treat your body and health is a direct reflection of how you feel about yourself. You guys, the way you treat your body and health is a direct reflection of how you feel about yourself. I think that is true. It might be hard to hear. But I believe that it's true because when you're not feeling great about yourself, you're not going to treat your body and your health the way that you should. If you don't believe you're important enough or you are prioritized, you need to prioritize yourself enough, you're going to see that. You're going to see it. It's a direct reflection of how you feel about yourself. And I think it's true because I have, I, like I said, I started this out by saying that I'm my own worst critic and I have been um, thinking that I'm not doing enough in my business in this new Mama's Redefined Success. Like I kept setting these, maybe they were unattainable goals. I don't know, but I was setting these timelines for myself of when I thought I should be doing certain things like launching this cohort and doing these mini courses. And I am like, literally here telling you guys today that I had to take a step back and think about, okay, 
in order for me to take care of myself, do what I want to do. I'm a perfectionist. I've already told you I'm like a type A. I'm like a recovering perfectionist, you guys. I try not to get everything perfect now and just go and do. And I think that's the lesson that I've been learning is that you have to do that to an extent like take those leaps, make those decisions. Don't make everything perfect, just act. But also, but also know yourself and know how you're going to feel if you just take those leaps and just act and do those things if you're not, I guess, in alignment with it. So like when I just acted and did my last mastermind um, in November and I went ahead and launched that, I was in alignment because I recognized that I wasn't going to get all the speakers that I wanted, but the ones that I got, I thought were amazing. They were going to provide really great content. I had to push it back a week, but I could still get it in. I didn't do it the way I wanted to. I had to shift some things because of some some tech difficulties that I had. Um, the promoting of it by my speakers couldn't be the same that it was going to be because of all the things that had happened. But I just did it messy and did it anyway because it was my first one and because I honestly believed that I was going to be helping someone who needed to hear the content that was in that messaging at that time. I was going to be helping helping mamas who needed help with their mental health, right? Which we all do, right? Um, but I believe that that was supposed to happen. And so it was a mess. It was a complete and total mess. And I was okay with that because I believed it was going to be helping people. But me taking these this step into this cohort is a big, it's a big investment for people and it's a big undertaking for me. And I don't necessarily need it to be perfect, but I do need it to be, um, I guess in my head, I need it to be more perfect than it is currently before I launch it. And so I have decided to take a step back. I, I had COVID but I didn't even know it. But by yesterday afternoon, my body knew I had COVID. Like it was like, I was starting with a cough. I was starting with a runny nose. I was, you know, I was not feeling great. And my husband was like, you need to go quarantine yourself in your room. So I did. And I go to get up and I'm on a meeting because I had a meeting yesterday that I had to be on and I'm on this meeting and I get up to turn on the light and I get this horrible Charlie horse in my leg. I mean, it was a painful one to the point where it still hurt this morning, like from yesterday. And you guys, my body was telling me, like, don't get up. Do not get out of bed. Like you are supposed to be in bed and resting right now. You were on this meeting. You are trying to do too much. I was still trying to do my work yesterday. I was trying to get it all done. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I just need to slow down. I need to listen to my body. My body is telling me that I need to slow down, right? And so we have to listen to our bodies. And if we aren't listening to our bodies and we aren't treating our bodies the way that we want, like if you are treating your body in a way 
where you are always on the go. You aren't feeding yourself good food, nutritious food. You aren't moving your body. You aren't doing these things. It's maybe hard to hear, but it is a reflection of how you are feeling about yourself. And I am feeling about myself like I'm not doing enough. And so I am trying to overcompensate, I think, by doing all of these things and getting all of this stuff done and moving at a pace where it's not serving me, right? And so it made me realize that I've got to take a step back. I've got to go back to what I know that I know that I need to do, which is go to bed at a reasonable hour, get enough sleep, wake up and do my morning routine that serves me and fills my cup before I start pouring myself into my children and everything else that I do, right? I need to put back some workouts into my schedule that are more for me because what Jazzercise has turned into for me is I've got to learn the routines. I've got to, you know, teach the class. I've got to, and, and it's fun. Don't get me wrong. But because of everything else I have on my plate, it is also a little bit hard right now. And I need to put some things in there for me, like stretching and yoga and things that I know that are going to help my body recover. Because as much as I love doing the jazzercise and teaching it and, you know, it, it is it is right now, I feel like a little bit of a chore and something that is taking it actually really, like when I get done with a class, I have so much more energy. I feel so great. Um, and I love teaching, but it is definitely like the preparation, I guess, for my class each week is what is killing me. It's the preparation, the knowing I need to learn new routines to change it up so that my my uh, students don't get bored and things like that. You guys, I know I can I can feel it and I need to honor that. And so, okay, I'm going to move on. So the, this next quote is by Pete Escagu, Agascu, Agascu. Um, but his quote is, pain is the body's voice. Listen to your body. And it is true. Like what I was saying about the Charlie horse, like that was my body telling me. And your body is giving you cues all day long. But we are so busy and we keep ourselves so busy that we are so good at tuning them out. I know I am. I'm sure you are. Busy mothers, we are the best at this. We put everyone else first. We put all of the needs of everyone else first. We're lucky if we get hot food, right? When we have little kids, for sure, we are lucky if we get hot food. And if we get like whatever is kind of like their leftovers that we're eating, you know, like we're making them lunch and we're eating like a little bit of their, like as it, as we're making it, we're eating a little bit of whatever we're fixing them. And then we might have something additional, maybe some pretzels or, you know, some nuts or something like that. But like, it is something where we are getting the leftovers a lot of times. We are getting, we are not treating ourselves the way that we need to be treated. And we aren't tuning into what our body is telling us. And we aren't, you know, we aren't taking care of ourselves the way that we deserve to be taken care of and the way that we should be taken care of. So tune into your body. So um one other quote that I would that I want to um kind of bring this whole thing home with is from Brené Brown. Y'all know I love Brené Brown. Um 
And it says, it takes courage to say yes to rest and play in a culture where exhaustion is seen as a status symbol. It takes courage to say yes to rest and play in a culture where exhaustion is seen as a status symbol. You guys, it is so true. Like every single person that I know says they're busy, right? And we wear busy like a badge. I've said this for so long. Like I am done with busy being my badge. Like we should not have busy being our badge. And that is what this day and age in this culture is come to. Like we, our kids have 25 million activities. Like you, if you have multiple kids, your kids and they are of the, you know, grade school age and middle school and high school age, especially middle school and high school age, you probably have something every single night for multiple kids. And you're supposed to take care of yourself and get a healthy dinner for your kids. And, you know, on the weekends, we've got games and practices and all these other things as well. You guys, it is okay to rest and play, right? Like work hard, play hard. It is okay to say no. It is okay to not have your kid in every single thing. It is okay to, you know, try to find out what your kid's interest is, right? Like get them involved in things. I'm not saying don't get them involved in things, but I have been really good about this. And again, I'm going to say I got a little sloppy this year, but um, I've been really good at trying to pick what they do so they can pick one or two things, but I don't want them overlapping. So I don't want them somewhere every single night of the week. I don't want them outside of the house every night of the week or interrupting dinner every night of the week. Um, you know, with with uh, my oldest, she is now in drama. She's in basketball. She wants to do volleyball. The like we're at we're at our capacity of things she's able to do. So when basketball starts, she's going to have something three nights a week. And at least the one is like right after school and it's over before dinner time. So that's okay. Um, that it is okay to pick and choose. It is okay if your kid doesn't get to do every single thing. If if you really think about it, what is most important is taking care of them and their minds and their bodies, and it is not going to serve them well, most likely not going to serve them well to be involved in something every single night of the week that has them running all over that doesn't let you guys, you know, have dinner together, that doesn't um, allow for you guys to spend any time as a family during the week together. Because if you're anything like my household, like that's a lot in one week. And when you start looking at that and I start checking in and saying, okay, is this going to be too much? So it's something that I'm going to have to keep tabs on. It's something that I'm going to have to check in. Is this filling her and fueling her? I know that the drama does. Like we did this last year. And so I absolutely know that. But is the basketball something that she just thinks she wants to do? Or is it something that she really wants to do? Now, I'm also one of those moms who's like, you start something, you finish it, right? And she's been talking about this for a long time. So I'm going to let her do it. She's never played before, but she really wants to. So we'll play a season. We'll see how it goes. If it fuels her and fills her. 
Um, and depending on what it does, I will let her continue that, right? But you just have to check in with how much family time is that going to take away from the family? And is that hurting her elsewhere? And what are the things we could do to make sure that we make up for that? Like, are there things that we can do maybe on the weekend um, that we can do to make up for that time? Like, you know, um, something that I think is really cool that we did last year when she was in volleyball um, is volleyball on Saturday morning, which is typically like our morning where we get up and we do breakfast together. We like cook a big breakfast and we have breakfast together. And her volleyball was Saturday mornings. So instead, what we did was we split up and every week somebody took a kid. And so one week I took one and what took Gabriella to um, volleyball. And then we would go out to breakfast, just the two of us. And then that week, Scott would take Michaela out to breakfast herself. And so those two would get one-on-one -on -one time and Gabrielle and I would get one-on-one -on -one time. And we created this, you know, different experience one-on-one. -on -one. It was fun for them. They got to go out to breakfast, picked where they want. They didn't have to worry about what the sister wanted. Um, and they got one-on-one -on -one time with us. And then every third week, or I think it was every once a month or something, we all met up together and did something out together that was fun. So that's the way that we decided to do it then, just so we could keep that family dynamic that we had had on Saturday mornings going and make it make it something new, make it something different, but make it a little bit more impactful even, um, or maybe not more impactful, but just in a different way because we got that one-on-one -on -one time individually with the kids. So you can always add things to your life. And I'm not saying to not do things or not let your kids do things, but just to check in and slow down and know that rest and play and taking care of yourself are just as important as all of the other things that you're doing and you're striving for and you want to be. And you're shooting for these big goals. Like if you're anything like me, you're I've got a huge goal for this year, a huge goal for this year. I want to impact so many people and I have a big money goal that I want to hit as well. And you guys, it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of effort to do that. And so I know that making this time for myself is going to be huge. It's going to be super important. If I don't do it, I'm not going to hit those other goals. You know, I follow this woman, her name's Shanda Sumpter. I absolutely adore the way she, she goes about her life. She is super duper successful, runs multiple companies, is a very smart businesswoman. And she has a week every month where it's her flex week. It's her down week. She does not take meetings. She does not, you know, she may get on and do a little bit of work here or there, but she does not schedule anything. It's her down week. Her family knows it. She knows it. And if she doesn't take it, what she's noticed is she can get more done in those other three weeks of the month, three and a half, four, who knows, on certain months, whatever. She knows that she is going to get more done in those weeks because she takes that flex week for herself, that downtime. And I think it is so important. You can get a lot in. You can do a lot if you are just mindful of making sure that you're not burning yourself out, making sure that you're tuning into your body, making sure that you're listening to yourself.
So I'm going to end with that, you guys. I think hopefully this has been helpful. I have COVID. And so I know the last time that I had it, my brain just wasn't working properly. I don't feel as brain foggy this time. And so hopefully this is making sense to you. And next week, I had to pivot. I had to punt the interview with Tamara to next week. It's going to be amazing. You guys are not going to want to miss it. Um, But I wanted to take this week. I knew, I knew over the weekend, I had this feeling in my gut that I needed to do a different topic this week and her interview should be next week. But for some reason, I did not follow my gut and I should have. And you guys tune in, tune in to Tamara, tune into your body. That is your homework for this week. Um, let's see how it goes. Just start listening to yourself and I will talk to you next week. Don't miss it. I will see you then. Thank you so much for listening. If something you heard today spoke to you, I hope you'll use it on your journey. It would light me up to know what hit home with you. So please share this episode on your social and tag me so I can encourage you and thank you personally for sharing. I'll meet you right back here next week. Keep smiling, y'all.